The Amazing People Podcast, Episode 40. Welcome to the Amazing People Podcast, where ordinary people from all walks of life do amazing things in life and business, with your host, Chip Dizard. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode, Episode 40, 10 more to 50. Ah, boy, it's so good to be here. My name is Chip Desart, of course, and this episode is sponsored by my friends at Rode. If you haven't had a Rode microphone, I'm using their MT-USB microphone. It's on sale now. It just came out. I'm going to make sure you check it out. Um, I'm not just saying that, but I use it all the time. It comes with a pop filter. It's USB, um, and it's studio quality, so enough about using cheap mics. You need to get a good mic. And Rode, I have a lot of their mics. Their video mic and a boom mic behind them and um, lavaliers and just all types of mics for mobile phones. Anyway, I just want to tell you about the Rode NT-USB and I highly suggest you get it. Also want to tell you about uh, who I host podcasts with and that's Buzzsprout. I really appreciate them for sponsoring me as well through Buzzsprout. So if you go to chipdesart.com slash Buzzsprout, and you want to make sure you use that link so you can sign up, no credit card needed, get a trial, try it out. If you do a podcast, try Buzzsprout. Plus they're a Christian company, so I like them. All right. Now, today I'm going to turn it over first, before we get to our main guest, to my friend Muta. And Muta has a great segment called the unrelenting optimist and right now he's talking about entrepreneurship so Muta take it away hey guys this is Muta Mwenya from MutaMwenya.com a blog that is dedicated to unrelenting optimists who know there is a big God who can use little us to accomplish big things for his glory if you are self-employed, I'm sure you will relate to what I will share in this segment. If you are thinking about becoming self-employed or have some dreams or goals ahead of you, you should pay special attention to this segment. I believe what I am about to share will save you a lot of heartache in your entrepreneurial pursuits. One thing I've realized in these last six or seven months is how disciplined you have to be to pursue your goals. Good Lord, do you have to be disciplined. I've had goals in the past. I mean, finishing college, entering grad school, and even starting my own business. But for some reason, this time, it feels like the stakes are higher. It seems like every moment counts. Maybe it's because I'm a little older now. I don't have the same energy I did when I was 24 or 25. But in any case, it seems like the older I've become, the more the easy route seems to appeal to me more. As crazy as it sounds, I've even considered going back to a nine to five job and moving somewhere warm where the cost of living is decent so I can enjoy what I would like to believe is the good life. But then I wake up. That's not what I was built for. My life is worth more than striving for personal comfort. I want to see change. I want to make a difference in someone's life. First my family's, then those around me. I mean, the 9 to 5 gig is not a bad thing. Some people are built for that. Some people are made for that, but not me. And I'm sure somebody listening feels the exact same way. Not at this time in our lives. 
We want comfort like anyone else, but for us, it's going to come only after we know what we've done has truly made a difference. The reality is, though, the lifestyle we pursue doesn't come as easy as most people think. You know, some people say, I wish I worked for myself. And my response is, no, you don't. The self-discipline needed to be an entrepreneur is not for the faint-hearted. I mean, knowing that you don't have to be at the office at 8 a.m. in the morning can make the temptation to sleep in until 10 a.m. seem eh, a bit excusable. Knowing you don't have to constantly look at your watch during lunch out of fear of returning to work late can even tempt you to go ahead and take the rest of the day off. I mean, it would be much easier to conform to the standards set by a firm or your boss. However, herein lies the truth. As an entrepreneur, you do have a boss. Your boss is the client you are working for. Your boss is the book you want to write. Your boss is the support or capital you need to raise to fund your dream. You work for them and not for yourself. If you don't stick to the schedule, I mean, you you don't get paid. If you fail to finish your book, guess what? No one will ever read it. If you fail to raise the funds or capital, your goal will struggle to get off of the ground. I've realized who the boss is, and it's not me. Discipline is the key. It's what's going to make our dreams, my dream, your dream, a reality. And the truth is, discipline is tough, but it is achievable. So let me leave you with this. Pursue your entrepreneurial dreams with passion but also pursue them with discipline because that's the unrelenting optimist way. Thanks for listening, guys. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter. I am Mutamwenya or read my posts on Mutamwenya.com. That's M-U-T-A-M-W-E-N-Y-A.com. Catch you on the next segment. Thanks so much, Muta, for that talk about entrepreneurship. I know I need it, and I know you all enjoyed it as well. Now, I want to talk about Jason Caston, and he needs no introduction. He was on episode 11 of the podcast, so I have that in the show notes. If you go to uh, chipdesar.com slash Jason, and you'll see uh, the show notes for this, and then you will see the uh, other podcast that Jason was in. And I want to say that not only he's a friend, he's an author, Husband, father, techie, uh, my gosh, it's like Jason's my brother from another mother that I never had. So uh, I appreciate him. And we talk about a lot of stuff. We talk about inspired mobility. We talk about uh, the Potter's House, where he is uh, one of the leaders there, and, and, and just all the technology that goes on there online. And then we talk about, most importantly, his his books and how he helps people. So um, Jason and I were even talking offline. I can share this. I'm quite sure he won't hold mine. There are some people that think because Jason works for the Potter's House that he's not approachable, but that is so not far from, far from the truth. He is so approachable. If you reach out to him on Twitter, he will hit you back. All right? So without further ado, let's get into the interview with Jason about Inspire Mobility 
and Church Online. Hey, Jason, welcome to the podcast once again. Glad to be here. Appreciate it. Hey, man, this is episode 40. So you were with me on episode 11 a couple years ago. Now 40 in, man. So I really appreciate your time to talk about church tech. I'm rounding up a conversation on church technology and church social media. All right. Well, let's let's get to it. Yeah, man. So a lot of stuff has been going on, man. I mean, we, we were together for the first time. It's like we know each other all in person. Then we meet in person to hang out in, in, in June. So uh, for people who have, don't know, talk about uh, AT&T and Inspired Mobility and that campaign that you're heading up. Oh, man. Yeah, that was that was great. Um, we, we were out in New York uh, leading out or kicking off the AT&T Inspired Mobility campaign. And that's a national program that highlights how people use mobile technologies to enhance their faith and personal lives. So um, what we see in uh, everyday commercials, we see AT&T commercials and at the end, they always say we want to mobilize your world. And part of their campaign to, in mobilizing their world is they've given us a platform, which is what me and you were uh, blessed to be a part of, to actually talk about how we use mobile technologies in the inspirational and the faith space. So uh, what we did at the conference was we were able to uh, start talking about how we use um, how Inspire Mobility could be used in, in churches and other houses of worship. And, uh, and then we explained exactly what it was, whether it be a selfie in church, social media Sunday, uh, you quoting um, a pastor's sermon um, on Facebook or Twitter and using the hashtag Inspire Mobility, uh, the selfie in church and on Instagram and using the hashtag Inspire Mobility. But it was just a way uh, that that campaign um, is having given an online platform to start a national huge conversation about how how great mobile technology is um, is being used in our worship experience, and then on the flip side, I, uh, in my partnering with AT and T Inspired Mobility campaign was also to help educate the the leaders in this uh, in this space, and the church leaders um, and different other or organizational leaders on how they can grow their online audiences using the uh, books that I've written, the I Church Method and the Digital Connections books that I've written that talk about how to grow your online audience in the web, multimedia, mobile space, social media space. And so from both sides of the aisle, the leadership and the actual uh, people who are going to then uh, support these organizations, they know how to participate in this Inspire Mobility campaign that AT&T is, uh, is giving us the platform for. So when you first heard about this, I know, you know, it was something that's probably never been done. What were your... What were your thoughts when you first heard about it and when you first, before you even went to the conference or anything like that, what were your first thoughts about it? Wow. My first thoughts was um, just, you know, super excited. Like, it's AT&T. I, I really didn't even understand what Inspire Mobility was, but I was like, wow, AT&T is getting behind it? Okay, this is something major. And then they started explaining it to me as far as what Inspire Mobility was, and I thought, wow, they're getting behind um, this faith uh, platform and they're actually helping uh, give a voice to the the um, intersection of faith and technology, inspiration and technology, and just how technology intersects with our lives. And that to me was monumental because you know me and you have been um, in this space for years now, uh, making progress, and we have are finally getting to the point where not only our churches seeing that they need. Uh, need to know more about technology or need to learn more about technology and they're trying to find ways to do that but now you see this corporation come in and say we're not trying to take over and commercialize what you guys are doing 
but we want to give you a platform. We want to help you get the word out and uh, and put you know our weight behind it. And so that was just great. I mean, I, I was that's what made me the most excited about it. And then of course, you know, they let me um, uh, give a teaching platform to the uh, the books that I've written. So. And then pull in my friends like you and Tiffany. I mean, that. I mean, how can you beat that? Yeah, yeah. It was a very, very fun time in New York. And when we were blogging Wild Brown, um, tell me about. I mean, because I know when you're talking about faith at a conference that's not faith based, how how was that presenting at a conference like that? Oh man, so that 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 was a very interesting experience because initially I presented at conferences and my audience is there to hear. The topic that I'm specifically talking about, they came to hear about technology in the faith space, and that's what they're um, they're wanting to know about. So the audience is primed and ready. With this particular campaign, this wasn't a faith-based conference or anything like that. So when I started talking, it was two things going on that I didn't know, and 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 you knew about this, which is so so funny to me. But on stage, I'm presenting this and talking about this um, campaign from the uh, inspirational and the faith-based perspective and I didn't know that it was resonating with everybody um, that you know everybody has some type of perspective on it because they have some type of spiritual or faith-based perspective that was one thing I didn't know so that was resonating but you couldn't tell because everybody had their head down including my friends on stage like yourself and Tiffany and Michelle so this online conversation was happening about what we were talking about and it was just and the hashtag was going and everybody's talking and so it was just so much going on with it with the kickoff of this campaign and it let me know that even though the conference wasn't a faith-based conference they that the audience still has a faith-based or inspirational perspective everybody wants um, has a spiritual aspect or inspirational aspect to their lives and so this just gave them a platform to start talking about it it really did. Uh, Jason, one of the most profound comments, remember when the gentleman said he, he doesn't attend a church, is not faith-based at all, but what, what did the gentleman say on a question? He he left one of those most profound questions or comments. Oh, he just, he. I remember he, yeah, the fact is he wanted to know, you know, he first he was happy that we started this conversation, but he wanted to know, um, I've talked to him on Twitter, and he wanted to know how he can get involved uh, with, with the campaign. But just you know, he. I, I just remember, um, and let me know if I'm getting this wrong. But I just remember him being excited about the conversation, asking how can he get involved in the conversation, and it, he didn't want to take the church perspective. He just wanted to be involved from an inspirational perspective. But he knew that this conversation needed to be had. Yeah, and I think this is important because I, you know. I think this is really important. It opened my eyes too when I'm sitting there and, and our heads were down just so listeners here because we were on Twitter. It's not because Jason wasn't doing a great job presenting. <laughs> <laughs> so trust me, you did a great job presenting. Um, and I know that you're used to, because I've seen your presentations, in, not in person, but I've seen them online and I've heard. And I know you're used to people. It's probably like a preacher preaching to people who are with him and they, it's equivalent to them saying amen or yes or shouting. You didn't get that feedback. So that was a little... You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then even here's the thing I've learned, Chip. When I've talked, because I talk about technology and in social media, you know, and technology, and I, I more so say technology because it's not just social media, even though that's the buzzword everybody uses. But I talk about technology, and sometimes I've talked to, to audiences where they've had the glazed-over look, not because they didn't understand or I was boring them, but because I was giving them so much information and making it very, very easy. So I've understood how to 
how that type of response comes where they're trying to understand and process everything I've given them. But the difference with this was even even then they're looking at me. You know, if, if they're taking notes, they look up so I know they're at least interested. With this yeah. particular conference, since nobody was looking up because everybody was on Twitter, everybody was on Facebook and Instagram taking pictures and having this online conversation, that just kind of threw me. But the funny thing was I'm up there talking about the exact thing that everybody was doing. So yeah. I, why would I be upset that they were actually doing it? And and just to listen to the, no, this blog, blogging while brown, and it was in a fairly huge auditorium that was semi dark, wasn't it, Jason? It was kind of dark. You couldn't, at least in the back, you couldn't really see. Could you no. really see well out in the audience? You could a little bit, but to me, I couldn't see that well. No, I just saw maybe the first three or four rows of people who we yeah. talked to before we got on stage, and that's all I really knew. I didn't know there were people all the way in the back till I saw pictures come on Instagram of us on stage that people were taking from way, way in the back. Yeah, and the auditorium sat a lot of people, so that's the first thing. I know if you're like me, I'm, I'm used to doing breakout sessions where it's more intimate, and this was a larger group, so it kind of threw us all, even though we weren't standing, but when you're sitting, it kind of threw us all for a loop, but it was a good conversation. So it was a very, very good conversation. Sometimes I think as church tech people, and it's good to be in this space in this niche, but sometimes it's kind of like being a preacher. You used to preaching to your congregation or preaching to the choir. Now you were kind of, you know, this wasn't home cooking. This was like an away game for us, you know? Oh, that's exactly what it was. And that's the thing that, um, made me, I would say, uh, if I could call myself nervous, because I, I mean, I was prepared, I knew what I was going to talk about, and I had my stuff on my iPad, but if I was nervous about anything, it was going to be how receptive the audience was, but what I didn't realize until the guy you were talking about um, mentioned his comment, as far as him not being church-affiliated at all, you know, this everybody has a perspective, and I think the, now, if you, I know you can remember this. When we were talking about this in, the Inspired Mobility and we got done presenting, we got done having all our questions, and we said, does anybody have any questions in the audience? And they lined up, but it took them about five seconds to get up there. And that was the longest five seconds. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm not sure if this, you know, how this went over. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know about the online conversation that you guys are participating in. So I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm not sure this worked. We're dying up here. Yeah. Everybody's about to walk out. And then they just got up and started asking questions. And then from there, it just, I mean, it just went. And the laugh started, the information started, and it was a great, great time. Mm -hmm. I think, and this is not about Inspired Mobility, Jason. This is more of a, and I've done presentations before. And sometimes, I mean, I don't know anybody, Jason, like, you know, who doesn't want to be an engaging presenter. But we've mm -hmm. all sat through presentations that we were like, oh, my gosh, I hope it ends soon. You know what I mean? <laughs> this yeah. wasn't one of them. This was, we were the last panel, too. So with a closing panel, so it, we were between them and a party that Saturday night. We, we stood between them and a the party. <laughs> they say never yeah. present before lunch or before food, right? I mean, after before a party. But it seemed like they didn't really want it to end, right? And that's that's the thing. I mean, the, with the the numerous questions, and I mean, even with the the um, guy from BET, I think it was Alfred or Black Enterprise, Alfred Edmund, I think his name mm -hmm. was. You know, he said, "Yeah, I wish you guys would have had uh, talked more from a uh, spiritual perspective." Or uh, because, you know, a Christian church perspective, because he wanted to know more about the ministry side of things, which we could have talked about as well. But we wanted to um, make it a more um, mm -hmm. more uh, diverse uh, perspective we gave. But but uh, yeah, I mean, that's just that just shows that, you know, everybody had a, a way that they looked at this particular topic. And so now as we're taking this conversation even further with uh, phase two 
that um, you know you were involved in as well, and quite a few other people they're bringing in to talk about. You know, it's and uh, some of the things they told me that um, you know the few things I can tell about what's going on. It's uh, it's just the conversation is expanding to different uh, facets and not just talking about um, one aspect of church or one aspect of um, you know uh, Hinduism or one aspect of different um, religions or anything like that. They're taking the full inspirational perspective of how um, we integrate mobile into um, you know our inspirational um, uh, lives, and that's the part I like about how this plays out. It just, it's just it's so open to everybody, and everybody can have a perspective on it. It's great, great. So talk about, uh, we talk about Inspire Mobility. I also want to talk about online church. I've been seeing a lot of Instagram, a lot of tweets, a lot of Facebook posts about uh, yeah. TPH online. What is the hashtag, T? Tell me what the hashtag is, Jason. Oh, uh, yeah, TPH online. Yes, yeah, so now talk about that. Yeah, TPH Online. So what we have just launched at the, the Potter's House is um, is an internet church campus, and that and that actually was a part of the um, Inspire Mobility campaign as well. Um, being that uh, when we were getting ready to launch it, we wanted to talk about how uh, people were going to connect with this internet church campus, and it was just about being able to connect from wherever you're at, uh, no matter what device you're on. And, uh, and so we've launched this internet church campus. And uh, we, we decided to take our online audience, and some of the numbers I'm, I'm about to start throwing out are, are just huge. I mean, the online campus for TD Jakes Ministries is, is huge, the online reach. Um, we, uh, we had an online audience of about 19,000 that signed up to be e-members. Since then, we've probably grown to about 24,000, 25,000. We've launched it uh, July 1st, so we've been up about two months. And... We built this online interactive campus that was more so about how people can interact as opposed to just coming. You know, you go to a church service and you just watch the streaming page. You might have a donate button or something like that, and then you just go ahead about your business. After service over, you go about your business for the rest of the week. But we wanted to build a fully interactive online um, community that people can utilize during the live services where you can have your online Bible, your, your live chat where you're talking actually to people from the church, your online host, your online prayer, where you're actually having people pray for you. So like in offline church, when they say it's time for, you know, you want prayer, you go up to the front and somebody prays for you, the deacons or what have you, we have that online as well. We're trying to mimic the offline church experience in the online environment as much as possible outside of, you know, baptism and laying of hands. So, um, but, and so we built, we built that. And we, um, Additionally, we have our uh, live Twitter feed, so we're incorporating social media into it because we know how social media is in the uh, church experience, and and that's where our hashtag TPH online is our online um, continued conversation about what's happening at the Potter's House. And additionally, you watch the service, and we have our services on um, Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. But all throughout the week, we're having we're rebroadcasting the services, and each of those services is essentially an online service where we have uh, people interacting at the time that they can watch it. So we looked at our numbers throughout a week, and we were broadcasting about 80,000 services, 80,000 views. People were watching 80,000 times throughout the week um, our services, and it just so about 19,000 maybe during our live service, and then the other uh, 61,000 was throughout the week. And so, and we started to see just you know a huge environment. But then what we did, Chip. Here's here's the thing that. We, we looked to set it apart when I was uh, presenting this to the ministry and building this campus. I didn't want it to just be an online streaming page. I wanted more, I want to be inclusive of a full 
interactive environment. So we added the online, uh, the internet TV. So you can watch and stay connected with us on internet TV that ties to the internet campus. We added the, the mobile apps tie into becoming an e-member that's tied into the internet church campus. You have the, um, we have our YouTube channel, which we have about 84,000 subscribers and uh, I think so far this year we got about 4.5 million views. We built that and made that tie into our internet church campus. So when you're watching the videos, we're always asking you, do you want to become an e-member? Do you want to join us on our internet church campus? Right there in the video using our annotations and guiding them right to it. And, um, you know, just whatever way we can, we tie our channels out into the internet church campus. And then also, um, when you want to come to our e-church, it's tphechurch.org, and that's the actual internet church campus. So where you go and you can... Um, we have content and blogs and ways so people can connect there. We have our Internet Church Pastor where he talks to you there. And from there, if you want to watch online, you click on that and you go to the streaming page where you you know, you know normally see the actual uh, uh, videos and stuff about that uh, the messages for the week. So, again, when you go to a regular church, an offline church, you have a lot of different things going on. You have a lot of different ministries. You have a, you know, it's not just... Uh, the week weekly services. There's other aspects of church, and that's when we looked at our online experience. We wanted to build all those multifaceted experiences to help create online um, disciples because we realize that some people, you know, some people it's not safe to go to church where they're at. We've seen the, you know, the things going on in the Middle East, and some people that they will never step foot in our church building. A lot of people never step foot in a church period, but they will worship with us online. So, you know, we just we and- want to build, build that environment. And Jason, I love how you have Roku on there. You have all types of ways on your on your website, on the website that you created to 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 interact. You know what I mean? And I think that that's there. I mean, I was on a Twitter feed this weekend, Just and I I remember about uh, success requires sacrifice. Every petition, you know. Every- mm-hmm. I, I, I was playing in the background. I was doing some stuff, and I saw the the tweet come up, and I was like, "Wow." With a picture, you can't have success without sacrifice. Bishop mm-hmm. Jason was tweeted out from that account, and I said, "Man, I know that's Jason's team doing this stuff, you know." And, <laughs> and it was just so on time because you all have everything coordinated, the coordinated effort. So one of the questions I know you get often is like, "Okay, that works for TD Jakes. Okay, you worldwide ministry. What about my 200 member church? You know, how do we start an e campus? We don't have thousands of dollars, or we don't have X." You know, you get that question all the time, I'm quite sure, Jason. Yes. All oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And so uh-huh. let, me, let me give my shameless plug okay. uh, real okay. quick. Um, okay. In January, I'll say February of this year, I'm going to release the iChurch Method Volume 3. And I've talked to you a little bit about it. Yep. And you, you know, you've you been one of the few that have seen the new cover and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the Internet Church Campus and, um, and how to build one. The thing I like about technology, and this is kind of – the mandate that I've been given as far as with the whole church and technology um, aspect or the passion I have for it is how can you do the same thing and look like a mega church but have, you know, um, in my mom's basement budget. Mm. And so that's the thing that I like about it because uh, right now, let's say you want to enter that church campus, you can build it for free. Uh, Churchonlineplatform.com, I believe it is, is what Life Church gives for free. Correct. Yeah. They, they, you know, that, that stuff you can build for free. Now, the thing is, you have to start looking at paying when your church grows, but that's a good problem to have because as your church grows, you need more bandwidth and more uh, servers and stuff. Then you start looking at how much you have to pay them, but you can build all this stuff for free. And that's what I'm going to talk about how to go from 
um, a Bible study in your living room to a full-fledged internet church campus looking like a mega church with the same things that we use. A lot of the stuff we use outside of, uh, because we have such a large audience, we pay for servers and bandwidth and uh, content distribution networks and all that to keep our stuff up. You know, we have to pay for that stuff, but um, a lot of stuff that we use for a church that's 200, um, you know, 200 members, you can do this stuff for, you know, $200. So that's the thing. It's, it's, it's possible, and the, the tools are there, the, the technology's there with the cloud. You you know, you have all these online software and on, online tools to help you out, and that's the thing I really like about it. That's why I like keep, to keep writing these iChurch books because um, these solutions uh, keep innovating, keep coming, so that just keeps giving me more to write about because I want every church to understand that this is all within their grasp, no matter the budget. And do you do you think that um, it's more of a? Have you seen this more? Well, we always know budgets are always you know they are what they are, but you mm-hmm. think it's more of a volunteer thing or more of a technology thing, or or it's a little bit of both in your in your opinion that you've seen? Because everybody seems like they want to stream. But is everybody really ready to stream? I guess that's a rhetorical question. But you know. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, we know, we know they're not. Um, unfortunately, we we know there's a lack of resources. Um, and by resources, I'm not just talking about financially. I'm talking about people. Some churches just don't have. It's a one man department trying to do it all. Or you have a, a lack of uh, the expertise. You know, the knowledge resources just don't understand the stuff. So there are there is a lack um, when you have uh, nonprofits and. The, uh, the limited staff and resources that they have. Uh, the problem that I've seen is um, even when you have, uh, I've worked with some churches and I've come in and I've said, here's all the solutions you can have and given them the full iChurch method um, package. And it's like giving a Ferrari, you know, to a child. So they don't know what to do with it. And all they, you know, so they, they only utilize what they can do. And a child would get in a Ferrari and just play with the radio. Wouldn't realize that the car was, you know, all the stuff you could do with the car. And that's some of the things that I've seen with certain certain churches, you know, they're just not ready to ramp up and um, have everything that's out there. So I tell them, okay, well, let's let's do it in phases and let's just figure out what you're good at first and then work from there. That 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 That's great because I think that, you know, I, I get that too, J- uh, Jason, when people call me, well, let me start off with HD. Let me get three cameras and then I said, well, why don't you start with one camera and then work your way up and Right. You know, because I think people see sometimes they see where you are, but they don't know how you started. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and then they they don't know that it's a progression. That yeah, if you have a budget, but why get three when you can start with one or you know or, or do the life church and things like that? So yeah, I just want to talk about the internet church because it's a big part of what you're doing, and that's a big part of Inspire Mobility as well. Because I mean, you're mobile. I can watch. I was actually I was watching on my iPad. I was. Uh, going to another appointment Sunday, and I had it. I had it uh, on my iPad when I was getting dressed, and I said, "Wow, this is really it worked really well," you know. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. That's definitely something I needed to know. Um, we've tested, you know, we test on all platforms, but um, the the mobile experience is uh, something that we really focus on because what we found out is half of our um, streaming people or watch who watch rewatch our rebroadcast or whatever our online audience half of it's mobile. Yeah, yeah. And if something's not going right, I know who gets a message. My goodness, I was with you when your phone rang. So people listen out there, Jason is not off on Sundays. Sundays is a day of rest for some people, not for you, Jason. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. And like I said, you were there, boy, when I uh, had to take what, pull out my laptop and yes. uh, leave the church service yes, and go, yes. man. 
Yes, when duty calls, it it is. And I was like, man, can you go on vacation on a Sunday? I was I was wondering. I said, man, what happens when you go on vacation? <laughs> man, I, I have a few people that back me up, but the thing that's difficult about backing me up, and um, you know, we're working on it, is um, I've introduced so many new technologies that um, by the time they figure out, you know, like okay, we know how you do run the internet TV or the internet campus, then I'm thinking of something else. I'm like, okay, well, here's the new Google Glass, you know, thing, or here's the new you know, virtual reality thing I just thought about that we're going to implement. And so they got to figure that out as well. And, you know, we, we're, it's not like we're getting more staff. I'm just getting more ideas. And so we yeah. run with it. Yeah, that's good. Well, hey, man, I, I, I don't want to keep you any longer. Um, talk about, I know you're talking about your new book. I know it's a preview. And mm -hmm. uh, this podcast is going to be out in September. But I just want you to talk a little bit about volume three of your book and what can people look forward to in it? Oh, great. Yeah, the main thing that I'm looking forward to with uh, with this new iChurch book is, um, this will be the third one, but with the new platforms we have, um, you know, with us doing Inspire Mobility and stuff, this will be the introduction to it for a lot of people. So I'm going to take the first two books and kind of, you know, take the key points of those and put them into this third. But the new things I'm going to introduce are, um, you know, uh, in terms of web, uh, we're going to talk about responsive design and how people can do that uh, easily. Um, definitely a lot of uh, I know I'm I'm very much an advocate for WordPress, so we'll talk about that. Um, the more the internet church campuses, how to build those at a fraction of the cost. Uh, when it comes to social media, we're going to talk about these new developments in social media and how it's going pay to play and how to take advantage of that. And then um, also to talk about uh, in terms of mobile, we're going to talk about Aspire Mobility and, and how that works, and then um, just ways you can build a mobile presence for your um, your online ministry. And then as well as, um, you know, with uh, our e-commerce section where I talk about uh, how to make money online, we're going to talk about how to utilize uh, mobile giving because a lot of giving now is done from mobile devices on the go as opposed to somebody traditionally giving or mobile stores, online stores, stuff like that. So I'm really, I'm really taking the approach of just furthering uh, introducing new technologies um, to, to churches and how they can utilize them, again, at a, at a fraction of the cost that they think it they think it is but have exponential um, impact and then also chip you know while we're talking about that um, I'm, I'm also looking at uh, introducing uh, or finishing up uh, my next social media book so um, again we have a huge social media presence with the Potter's house so I'm just going to talk about how to how we use how we utilize social media and uh, reach our uh, online fan I think we have like five or six million um, social media fans across all our platforms and talk about that new developments of social media and then I'm looking at probably uh, I think I'm going to write a book on mobile as well because you know with this mobile this inspired mobility campaign we really need to talk about how mobile is really just changing how we interact with each other in our everyday lives yeah man I don't know how you do it I thought I was busy but I think you have me beat I just have to have the time you must block off your time to just you know not only work with your family writing I mean you know <laughs> How do you do oh, it, Jason? I'm getting into a groove now. I mean, you know, if you had this conversation with my wife, I'm sure she would say I, I, I haven't learned how to disconnect. But, you know, as I told you, Chip, before, since I met my wife online, I let her know, sweetie, if I disconnect, I wouldn't have met you. So, you know, <laughs> I have to stay connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let that that is. I know people who take Facebook breaks and Twitter breaks. Not you, Jay. <laughs> uh, no, no, uh, uh I'm not. I'm not. I'm never. I'm never gonna disconnect. I'm gonna stay connected. But I, I know the impact of it. And uh, the one thing, um, you know, I like about it is with my family. If um, they ever need to get in touch with me and they, they feel like I'm disconnected from them offline, 
my wife, you know, we've had conversations on Facebook that people have laughed at because she's, you know, in the same house with me and saying, I need you to come to the kitchen. Dinner's ready. And she'll post it on my Facebook page. So <laughs> it's hilarious. Hilarious. That's cool. Hey, Jason, just for people, if they haven't heard of you, how can they reach you on Twitter and on um, on your website? What's your website? Oh, well, my website is ichurchmethod.com. That's uh, one way you can get in touch with me and see what I'm doing and what's coming down the line. Um, contact me on Twitter at Jason Caston, and uh, just to guys let you all know, um, I actually talk back. I'm, I'm always on, so I'm not one of those people who you know is too busy to talk to anybody. I enjoy the conversation, so Twitter is the best way. And Twitter is the best way, and I know some people may get uh, upset sometimes if you don't follow back. But some people you can't follow everybody back, but you do talk back, right? Yeah, yeah, I do talk back. If you want me to follow back. Then uh, say something interesting, and you got my attention. Yeah, that's that is great advice for anybody because people sometimes just say, "Hey, follow me back," and you're like, "Okay, but <laughs> why?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can send me a DM, I guess. Maybe I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. But hey, man, True. I really appreciate your time, man. And thanks for being on here and being a friend. So I really appreciate you. Oh man, the best part is uh, you know, once even no matter we had these conversations, man, no matter what, we still always friends. That's the best part of all this. Yep, yep, yep. So and 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 I'm gonna close out this uh one thing. I just wanna tell everybody that uh I want to when your book comes out, I wanna give away a free copy to someone who's listening. And I'll I'll pay for it, Jason. So it's not like I don't want to just uh, sow into your ministry. So to someone who's listening here, uh, I'm going to put a, a call out to somebody who is struggling and somebody who wants to find out about e-churches and all that stuff. So I want to put a call out, and then I'll get their email address, Jason. I'll send it to you, and we'll give them an Amazon hard copy. You'll have e-copies or hard hard copies. I didn't ask. You have both. Yeah, I'm gonna have both. Matter of fact, let's 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 do something even further. You inspired me, Chip. Um, for any of your listeners, let's take five of them. So, okay, um, five. I'll give away five uh, iChurch packages right now. So that'll be my two first two books, the social media book I got now, and the two DVDs. We'll give away five of those. You let me know what five people okay. reach out to you and let you know. Okay. And I'll send it to you and for all for free. You know, let's just sow into some people. Oh, man, that is great. So here, everybody, five. So what I want you to do, you're going to leave a comment on this blog episode. This is episode 40. So this will be chipdesire.com slash uh jason i'll just call it jason <laughs> and uh you leave a comment and say why you want uh, why you need not want why you need a copy of the i church method and then i'll have your email once you leave a comment and jason and i will look through the comments and we'll pick five uh five winners up to five winners so up to five mm-hmm. if we only get a few but i'm quite sure we'll get we'll get more so thank you for blessing us with those copies, Jason. I really, and somebody will be blessed by it. Cause that's the thing. It's not all about just trying to sell, sell, sell. It's about blessing people. So I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the best part. 